0: I will never stop searching for the answers. Corrigan, I'll never stop being fascinated. I will go to the ends of the earth in my quest for the truth. The fucking key to unlock these conundrums, these secrets of the human condition, the human brain. Why? Why the fuck do we do the things we do? Why do we engage In delusional behaviour, compulsive behaviour, self-destructive, addictive, (laughs) self-mutilatory, self-flagellatory, self-sabotage. Why? Why, as a species, have we evolved these fucking harmful behaviours where we are, in many cases, our own enemy? Not just physically, but often, you know, psychologically, Uh, these strange fucking ways in which we contrive to ruin... ...and inflict harm upon ourselves. We all do it in so... We all do it to some... I believe we all do it in some way, shape or form. We're all our own Machiavellian fucking enemies. We're all in the background pulling the strings... ...to fucking cause our own demise in many ways. Often in ways more obvious and manifest than others. And it fascinates me, in case you hadn't noticed...
1: Yeah, it had come to my attention.
0: It fascinates me. It drives me. It keeps me awake at night. For example, ah, oh, Corey, this week, this very week, um, I read a story of a of a fella from Lithuania, right? Okay, Lithuania. Who? What? A fella who collapsed with severe abdominal pain and was rushed to his his nearest university hospital, and. Sure ex-alcoholic, right? A guy who's in recovery mm-hmm. from the drink, right? Yeah? The drink? Mm. You know it's the drink? Familiar, yes. Yes. <laughs> this guy...
1: I, it's either alcohol or the sea you're talking about. And no, I'm this guy... To do, seeing you mean alcohol.
0: do 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 the Let the jury reflect that this podcast had made the drinky, drinky motion, yes? <laughs> um, But what our man from Lithuania had done is replaced... His fondness for the drink. Well, put it like this. His abdominal pain was traced after not much in the way of exploration to a kilogram, a full fucking kilo of nails, screws, nuts and knives that the man had swallowed.
1: Sorry?
0: Yeah, that's right. The guy what? had a kilo of metal. A kilo of, uh, not just fucking, you know, smooth, easily swallowable metal either. We're talking yeah, knives. sharp knives, blades, nails, nuts, screws in his how stomach. How do you get a
1: whole, I mean, I'm not entirely sure how much a kilo is, but it sounds like a lot. A ton. And how do you get that much in there before your stomach starts hurting enough to need help? That's a lot of metal.
0: And this is exactly where my train of thought goes. You eat one. Uh, I was probably a bit fucked up. Maybe I won't do that again. No, you carry on. Or maybe I'll try, maybe I'll try, maybe I'll try a screw. Like he's the fucking Iron Giant or some shit.
1: What? That is. Yeah. Was he okay?
0: Uh. He... Did he
1: stop doing that? Was that the end he's... of this? The man maybe?
0: is it. Now, this would be a cracking place for a Marco punchline. I'm not going to do it. He's in a stable condition, right? And he's he's in hospital. The guy survived. Um,
1: Good. I'm glad to hear it because, my God, I mean, and, and here's my thought process on this, too, is it's like, okay, the guy cared enough about himself to stop drinking.
0: Yes. Yes. But somewhere, then, like I said, his brain is yeah. pulling the fucking strings. His brain is just replacing one addiction <laughs> for another entirely different set of problems, An even
1: more. Yep,
0: even more, one. even more. And look, if you want to go down this route, and I trust me, I really fucking do. Um,
1: yeah, I can see that.
0: Well, why not? Let me talk to you further then about a lady from uh, Fayetteville in Tennessee.
1: Fayetteville,
0: yeah. How do I go How do I do, Fayetteville? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Now I'm going to talk to you about Cassie. Uh, sorry, Casey, a lady who uh, was consumed with grief. After losing her husband Sean to a very sudden uh, attack of asthma, okay, he was a long term uh, respiratory condition sufferer and uh, unfortunately uh, he died. Now, it isn't unusual the way she started off dealing with her grief. Her husband was cremated and she took to carrying his ashes around with Mm. her wherever she went, okay? Like we are talking to the shops. We are talking to restaurants. She would go everywhere carrying her husband's ashes,
1: like in an urn.
0: Yes, to not be just like with. in a
1: bag in her pocket or something like that.
0: Because you see, it got more intense uh, right. when she started dabbing the ashes with her finger and licking it off. Um,
1: Some sort of morbid fun dip.
0: Yeah, exactly. This like sherbet, if you will. It (laughs) it initially happened accidentally. She spilled some on her hand and licked it off, but she then started dipping into the bag. And uh, since this kicked off, she estimates she's eaten around a pound of her husband's ashes uh, with around about five more remaining, right? She is frequently dipping into her husband's ashes and eating them.
1: That's stressful, too, because you're going to run out.
0: Yeah, completely. And then what? Completely, completely. It isn't pleasant. She doesn't describe it as a pleasant experience. Her, she's been quoted as saying that the taste is something akin to rotten eggs, sand, and sandpaper. Yet, oh god. she is unable. She can't stop doing. To that. stop herself eating the cremated remains of her dead husband. In Does, what, go on.
1: Oh god, I was just going to ask, like, is it both of these things? Kind of have me asking this question. Is this like developing some form of? Like, as a trauma response, getting a, uh, like, a compulsion, like, yep. the action itself is the compulsion. Yeah. Or is it, like, the grief and, like, wanting it yep. physically closer? Well... Do you know what I mean? Like...
0: Well, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Uh, we'll we'll go into what this is. I mean, there is a name okay. for this, right? And we've we've actually discussed it in part before, a subset of this. You remember us talking about trichophagia, uh, mm-hmm. our good old hair-eating compulsion. Yep. Let me just give you another example of a, a prisoner, a guy in prison, a guy of 25 years old who was rushed to the emergency department of his prison with abdomen pain. Okay. Uh, blood work revealed nothing really, um, but x-rays revealed uh, kind of opaque material in his appendix and uh, exploratory surgery found a collection of razor blades. <laughs> razor blades. Ugh. Which God, the guy... No had been eating and had wound up, not in his stomach, in a very, very rare, rare, rare uh, case. Appendix? Yeah, they'd wound up in his appendix. Here's the thing. You might think, okay, um, it's a prison thing. You know what I mean? He's trying to get himself admitted to hospital. He's trying to get himself, you know, signed off away from general population. But it turns out his history, he had done this before whilst on the outside, repeatedly. He was a guy. He just his brain was telling him he had to. Why you just fucking gotta do it? You got to eat the razor yeah. blades.
1: Yeah. There used to be a show here okay. that was about that. That like literally it was just about like strange things that people would eat with like yeah pica or pica or whatever that. That's that exactly thing
0: what is. it is. It's pica. That <laughs> is exactly pica. That's the name of the fucking disorder. Pica. pica. Um. Uh, Pica comes from the Latin for magpie, I believe, which is historically known as a bird that will eat any fucking thing. Um, Yeah, that's true. But pica, yes, characterized by an appetite for non-nutritive substances. This Hmm. a fucking disorder brought often along by autistic spectrum disorders. Uh, Trauma response. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, past trauma, uh, you know, suffering, PTSD. Myriad reasons that can lead to a absolutely undeniable compulsion to eat things which ain't food um and it has is
1: there uh like have neuroscientists or anyone been able to figure out like why that's how trauma gets rooted or things like that like what is it in the brain that's causing people to do this
0: uh it's it's a subset of eating disorders right so it'll have the same Kind of root causes in many cases as your standard eating yeah i say standard you know you're, you're more sure. commonplace if that's the correct term eating disorders like your bulimia is like your anorexia nervosis it's that kind it's from that family of disorder would you like to play a game would you like to guess
1: <laughs> oh boy would
0: you like to guess uh which subset <laughs> of pika the following terms refer to all right so what i've already Ooh. discussed our guy from lithuania Uh, our razor blade munching fellow in prison, they displayed Mm -hmm. acufagia, which is the desire to eat sharp objects. All right?
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Corrigan, what would I be compelled to eat were I suffering from amylophagia? A-M-Y-L, A-M-Y-L, amylophagia.
1: Amylophagia, hmm trying to think of anything else that starts with that root but i can't think of anything what are we looking at
0: washing powder detergent um nom, 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 nom. delicious spicy washing powder Hmm. yep
1: i mean that's better than razor blades
0: i suppose uh it's better i don't know i think it's just a different kind of bad
1: i guess nice easy one coprophagia know, Oh, that isn't that like eating.
0: Yeah. Yep. I Um, know that one. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. Uh, Geomelophagia. Geo. Holy shit. Geomelophagia. Now, this is interesting. This is one that I used to do. Is it rocks? Sand?
1: Something
0: like that? (laughs) Every sand? You (laughs) cheeky fuck. Sand. No, (laughs) No, raw potatoes, mate. This is the urge to eat raw potatoes.
1: Oh, like in Squid Game.
0: Never seen it, but have you ever eaten raw potato?
1: <laughs> I mean, like, I've tasted raw potato, but it's I nice. don't like it. I
0: have vivid memories of my mother cutting uh, <laughs> potatoes for chips, and I would often just grab, um, crunch, eat some raw potatoes. Nice, kind of powdery <laughs> texture, starchy, delicious. Um,
1: That's How is that, like, why is there a name for that? Is that is it bad for you? Or are there people who compulsively eat, like, a shit ton of raw potatoes?
0: I don't know. I guess The fact that it has a phagia attached to it yeah suggest to me that it, that it is do they solely eat that mm, i don't know um what about i love this one guber g-w-b-e-r Gooberphagia.
1: that sounds made up it isn't though uh, is uh candy
0: compulsive oh. urge to eat nothing but peanuts all the time guber
1: oh huh
0: which makes sense doesn't it isn't there a brand of peanut butter called Goobas?
1: It's the... Wait, no. Is that what that's called? The peanut butter and jelly stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the mix of them. Is that Goober?
0: Okay, there we go. Listen, one more. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, 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 uh, Plumbophagia. P-L-U-M-B. Plumbophagia. Uh,
1: ooh,
0: lead. <laughs> Beautiful. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hey. Congratulations. Uh, you win. What's your phagia? Um, but look... Again, if you are a piker sufferer, please don't think we're making light of this. I am sincerely. Oh, no, it sounds horrifying. It really does. Imagine, I mean, and stories abound in reading about this. Stories abound of just people with a habit of eating coins, of eating rocks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, uh, uh, sorry to go there, but there's there's a there's a, a detailed report online of of a lady with an absolute unshakable compulsion to eat her own scabs. Yes. She would okay. wound herself on purpose, oh. wait for it to scab over, and then eat the scab tissue. Yeah.
1: Ooh, it's like two, like two forms of like self harm in one.
0: Indeed, auto cannibalistic fucking tendencies. How crazy is that? Um, but what I said way back at the start of this, I absolutely mean what tricks, what fucking subterfuge, what skullduggery must go on on uh, you know on a on a fucking brain level.
1: Yeah, because it's like, I mean, it feels like these things are directed at such specific things, right? Yes. Like, you know, eating a bunch of nails or screws or potatoes or whatever the case may be. And it's like, could that have been some other compulsion if, like, the lady hadn't spilled ashes on her hands? Would she be eating Would it have manifested
0: somewhere else? Exactly. Would
1: she be eating a shit ton of Cheetos instead? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally normal. And there's, there's
0: surely... I, I mean, I can't put myself in the Pika sufferer's <laughs> mind, but right. there's there's no way you can rationalize that kind of behavior right. to yourself. I'll just carry on. It's fine. It's not that weird.
1: Yeah, there's no way you're sitting there going like, yeah, no, this is fine.
0: I'm sure like, everyone's doing. You have
1: it. to be like, yeah, you have to be sitting here like this. Yeah. I just keep doing it. Ugh, I don't want. I don't want Pika.
0: Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene.
1: I don't think anyone has ever said mise-en-scene in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science.
0: Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, (laughs) I'm going to let it.
1: You know how I feel about that, Mark.
0: I think you feel great about it. A day late, but still great. So... Hmm. Accept your fate. Welcome to Jack of All Graves uh, on this fucking week. Man, what's mm. going on out there, guys? I hope I um, thank you very much for staying with us and for tuning in a day late. <laughs> you don't no fucking care. You love it. You'll be along. We could be a fortnight late and you'd still come back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Okay. <laughs> because
0: we are the award winning Jack of All Graves. Mm, uh true. Listeners growing in the thousands each week. Um, talked about in the press. Earlier on today, there was an article in Jack of all Graves on uh, BBC News, you know, Uh, it was uh, the government called it a scourge on our nation's listening and it should be stopped at all costs. Don't listen to them. They're not Mm. in control of you. We are. So welcome to Jack of all Graves.
1: (laughs) Enemy of the people. Jack of all Graves. (laughs) Yeah, we're a little we're a little bit messy uh, or have been a little bit messy, especially Mm. yesterday. Uh, You got sick. I got a booster shot for the COVID, yes. and finally this third shot uh, gave me the side effects that other people... Not as terrible as a lot of people still, but, mm. you know, I was a little
0: Yeah, uh, out. this week has been a sort of a wake-up call in that a lot of people are just nah, 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 <laughs> strutting about the place as though COVID ain't a thing anymore, when it yeah. uh, very, very much is. Um, yep my darling son peter went on his first ever residential school trip this week and he was off for a few days it was great for him um but on that trip covid has just spread uh yeah. it's it it was a, a a lovely little super spreader event and a couple of his <laughs> teachers have come back with it a couple of his classmates have come back with it and he's become symptomatic uh, today Yuck. uh so we are ooh it's exciting we're on tenterhooks waiting for the results aye, of a PCR aye. test. Um, I was sick as fuck. finally happened. Again. Finally, someone brought the COVID home. Well, we don't know for sure yet, but it, I, yeah. I I, wouldn't be in the least surprised. And, you yeah, know, It'd be weird
1: it, if he got something mm, that wasn't the thing everyone else had. But, would, hey, maybe be, not. Maybe it's just a little...
0: It would be a maybe news.
1: he's stressed out and he's getting psychogenic illness.
0: Yes, he's tired as fuck from his trip and run down, so maybe that's where it is. I don't know. But, you know, we are fully expecting to get it at some point. And again, if you look at the fucking map, if you look at the clusters, if you look at the heat map and the cases and whatnot, it still maintains a very high profile here in the UK. Um, Mm -hmm. And in particular, South Wales.
1: Yeah. Someone posted like a map or something. I believe it was Dan. And Uh he was just like, what the fuck is happening in South Wales? There is
0: a particular area in, in the kind of the Rhondda, Cunantaff Council of South Wales, Port Talbot, Rhondda, that kind of district where it's the darkest possible color of concentration of covid. Yeah. Um don't fucking ask me why that is why that kind of 20 odd square miles of wales is still day covid <laughs> party uh but it is yeah. it is what it is it's still late. So still, there isn't a like wife. a
1: consensus on like oh it's like that because of some reason it's just for some it just is.
0: Mm. Yeah, if there is one, I haven't seen it. It's just this weird little anomalous uh, speck of the UK that is still properly uh, coronifying it up.
1: Yeah, I've been very paranoid about it, obviously, because if I get a positive COVID test on the second day that I am in England, I will be spending the trip in a quarantine hotel. So (laughs) I have been so stressed. I mean, there's not a lot of cases where I live. I think in the entire county we're getting, like, Mm. 20 per day. Mm. Um, So, you know, that's not a lot of people. That seems within parameters. That feels good. Yeah, yeah. As a suburb of New York City and all that. And everywhere you have to go, like, in New York City, you have to show your vaccination cards. Went and saw David Byrne the other night. Had Mm. to show that, show it to get into dinner. You can't go inside anywhere without your vaccination. So, like... Which
0: which I'm all for, man. I'm totally in favor of that.
1: Very for that. You vaccine cards masks yeah, masks yeah. the whole show all that i feel great about that but i'm just super paranoid that i'm going to like arrive in england and somehow manage to have like to get the covid gotten it yeah
0: <laughs> so... well, this, it's uh, kind of awkward because i have a heart set on us going to ronda and just having a you know a little tour of that 20 mile square there's so many sights to see in in uh in port talbot um i'm all of what i just said was a joke
1: <laughs> I figured. Um, yeah, so that's all happening. That's really fun. This is our last, uh, our last recording session.
0: Yep, it is before we record in person. It's our last transatlantic Joag session. Yeah, which is nice. Really, really nice. It's very
1: exciting. We're we're doubling up today, so you know we're getting into uh, two episodes, so mm-hmm. that we've got one all lined up for you. We won't leave you without a Joag. Uh, for next week.
0: And looking at some dates yesterday, it hit me like a slap in the face that we are together on the release date of Halloween Kills in the UK. So fucking... Mind
1: blown. Surely we're going to have to go and
0: see that and... We and, have
1: to go and see Halloween Kills. Uh, talk That's... about that
0: when we record in a Yeah, so together. next week... Okay,
1: now. <laughs> That's wild. Next Friday we will go see... Or... So like not this Friday, but the Friday after that we are going to go see Halloween Kills. Yeah. Uh, we are going to then talk about it, do all of that stuff actually together live and bring that to you, and it should be phenomenal.
0: Unless we hate each other. Right. Which we can't <laughs> rule out. We might. <laughs> <laughs> you arrive
1: and we just immediately uh, are like, oh, um... nope. <laughs> it turns out one of us has a movie habit the other one really can't stand, and oh, we're yeah. like, you know what? I'm a go. And uh just
0: after half hour. Yeah, I'm gonna go.
1: I don't think this is gonna work. (laughs) Maybe we should keep this uh transatlantic
0: situation. (laughs) Yeah, why if it ain't broke?
1: Someone, I think it was Duncan, posted a tweet earlier today that was like, "You ever meet someone who you've known on Twitter for like yeah. five years in person, and they're kind of annoying?" And I was like, "Oh no!"
0: <laughs> I saw. What the, if I'm kind yeah, of
1: annoying? I saw the
0: very same tweet, and I think that might have what be what, what got That's me thinking. Yes,
1: triggered the thought earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm okay, but you know,
0: we'll see. I'll, if you're sorry not, I'll, if I'm annoying. At least you know we've we've been doing this long enough that we can at least let the other know. <laughs>
1: That's a really good point. You know what I mean? You're driving me a little crazy.
0: You're actually not at all fun.
1: <laughs> I think we should end it. Yes. <laughs> um, so that'll be really fun. Speaking of Halloween Kills, that new ghost song from Halloween Kills.
0: Yes. It's terrific. Um, And it is. It's fucking banging. It's also, I yes. found earlier on, uh, it's a really good gym song I learned earlier.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it came out when I was like the morning that it came out, I was on my way to the gym and I put it on and I listened to it like a bunch of times during my workout. Yeah,
0: it's terrific. <laughs> um, it followed a, a really similar trajectory uh, as uh, Dance Macabre did off their last album prequel in that mm-hmm. I first listened to it. I was like, eh, it's good. It's a bit it's a bit on the nose, perhaps. But then sure. another couple of listens and all of a sudden you're like, ah, it's amazing. Whoa. And <laughs> you, have, you have to take it in context, right? It's very, very important, I feel, to take this track in context. We're going to talk, gonna bang on about Ghost for a bit here, the band Ghost. I know a couple of people Ooh, who listen yes, please. to uh, this cast. Enjoy them. Um, I see mm-hmm. a lot of discussion about Ghost on the Dead and Lovely group, which is just yes. great to which see. Which I love
1: that you're in now. Like every yeah. now and again, I say, like, oh, Mark Lewis commented on something in Dead and Lovely. I don't I'm
0: participate much, like but i'm always <laughs> oh. <laughs> watching
1: oh
0: uh yes first right let's take it in context ghost uh not to put too fine a point on it steel. right they <laughs> nick from everywhere uh right. their imagery all of their album covers are pastiche uh of <laughs> other works of art they've Stolen from Nosferatu, from Renaissance paintings. Uh, they they just wholesale lift art for their own use, right. and it's hilarious, right? They they're, they're yes. very very keenly aware of their audience, of their uh, cultural kind of reference points, their touchstones, and they have a fucking field day with it. Yeah. Now that's not to say that ghosts are divisive, aren't divisive because they are. Right. Lots yes. of fans, lots of metal fans don't like Ghost in the least. Um, and a common complaint I've read about this new track. Fucking Hunter's Moon, the banger that is Hunter's Moon, is that the lyrics are quite on the nose, right? Yeah. Which they <laughs> As are. As
1: they should be.
0: Right? Now, um, the producer of Halloween Kills, Ryan Turek, confirmed on his Instagram that that, that track is going to play over the end credits of Halloween Kills. And you right. can
1: tell that's exactly what it's for.
0: Completely. Uh,
1: In fact, when I played it for my husband in the car, he went, oh, is this the end credits song? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs>
0: in... Uh, the reason that that, that I, I, I draw attention to the fact that they liberally help themselves to fucking themes from so many other stuff, it's obviously referring to Dream Warriors by Dokken, right?
1: Mm, yes, you totally.
0: can't deny it. The opening kind of guitar phrase with the, the clean, the reverb, it's, it's 100% and no one will tell me otherwise, a knowing, self-aware wink to Dokken's Dream Warriors, right? right. It's a callback, to those days which you know that we love here on Jack of All Graves. Of a yes. banger over the end credits. Till, mm-hmm. You know, in the same theme as the movie. Singing about the themes of the movie. The lyrics to Dream Warriors, right? Whereas On The Nose, as you would ever get from a horror song. um, You know, don't want to dream no more. Maybe tonight we'll be gone. And this ghost track is exactly the same thing. It's, it's you know, time to strike again. It's brilliant. It's a horror fucking movie end credits song by Ghost. And if... Can you imagine how euphoric it's going to be after spending 90 minutes watching Myers fucking stabbing the fuck out of so many people to hear that that tune over the end credits? It is going to be immense. I am super yeah. jazzed, not just for that film, but putting that song in that soundtrack on the end was an absolute fucking masterstroke of marketing, of you know, of of just end to end atmospherics. That movie is gonna be a fucking vibe all the way through. And I can't wait.
1: And it's what last week, you know, you were saying how reviews seem to be complaining of basically this movie being exactly what we want it to be. (laughs) And this is like this is exactly that. This is fine that little cherry on the top of it that says like, yes, I'm pretty sure this movie is going to be exactly what I expect and it's exactly what I want. And yes, more please
0: give it to me now. What kind of fucking critic, after the couple of years we've all had, right, (laughs) what kind of joyless fuck is going to mark a movie down for being exactly what everybody wants it to be and more? What is with people, huh? (laughs) Although, alongside everything I've just said, right, and also Mm -hmm. the kind of tentatively encouraging news about the Friday the 13th lawsuit edging towards resolution this week have you seen that no i have not um so uh, you know that there's there's this huge dispute over the rights to, to to jason Voorhees, um and i i i don't know shit about copyright law right i'm not that kind <laughs> of solicitor. it's
1: very confusing yes
0: um <laughs> the the different iterations of jason hockey mask jason and baghead jason belong uh-huh. to different people then nah, 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 nah. But I okay. think the upshot is now one of the original producers has the rights to Baghead Jason. Sean S. Cunningham has the rights to Hockey Mask Jason. And that that's apparently a big step forward uh, for the case. Okay. I'm hoping somebody listening to this has more of a grasp on it than I do. But it, it feels as though <laughs> that it tiptoes towards Friday the 13th getting resolved, which is fantastic. Okay. Great news. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a beautifully realised chapter of Halloween coming up. You know, mm-hmm. Jason is getting closer and closer to being able... To come at us again. Yeah. And yet, where's my boy Freddy? Aww. <laughs> oh, where's so my fucking boy?
1: I mean that. Yeah. There's nothing, as far as we know. That's not like tied up in anything, right? It's, yeah, it's just, just fuck all nobody's happening. making it. Yeah. That's all. I don't know. At this point, maybe it's to spite you. Have
0: we It's <laughs> starting to feel that way. There are everybody on New Line, Bob Shay, anyone who's ever been involved with Freddie, there's this one <laughs> fucking absolute bell end on Twitter and on some podcast who won't stop banging on just about keeps it.
1: keeps tweeting about it.
0: Yeah. Fuck just that just can't guy. do it. On principle. Hey, but look, bright side. Uh, Halloween, couple of weeks. Chucky in a couple of weeks.
1: Yes. Um, with
0: my boy Devin Sawa. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a new trailer dropped a couple hours ago in fact, and it looks immense. Um, <laughs> I have
1: my DVR set. I have I'm not even watching the trailers and all that kind of stuff. The mm. ads, I just have my DVR set for it.
0: it. It looks phenomenal. Hey, maybe this is there's a there's a longer discussion here for another episode, right? But even in okay. like a 2-minute trailer that I watched an hour ago, right? It fucking how have they maintained the continuity of the Chuckyverse? Yeah, <laughs> as deftly as they as 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 Don Mantini has managed to do. How
1: it's wild! It's wild. I mean, it really is. Having you know people who are willing to keep on coming back, like the kid from Child's Play, probably helps. Yeah. But it is incredible. Alex Vincent got the way That that has. Yeah. Right. And that's that's smart of him, to be mm. honest. Uh, but you know, obviously, he also really loves the the franchise, and yeah. just it is incredible. Oh, that because the through line just works.
0: The through line works, yeah, but they've managed to cling on to that through line through a, a series of films which has varied in tone. Wildly. You know what I mean? Chucky <laughs> has had some very distinct chapters. You know, you've got your trad opening trilogy, mm-hmm. featuring, by the way, part two, which is a masterclass in how you fucking make a sequel, mate. Part two is one of the <laughs> and Part big three, which sequels. is the
1: opposite of that. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> then you've got the goofy fucking you know self aware comedy uh, right. chapters in the middle there then you've got the super dark you know director video yeah but no by no means less effective and through all right. of those and now a TV show they've somehow yeah. kept really really compelling and i, I want to say quite watertight continuity really good shit yeah
1: yeah i agree completely and i i always i always have time for a chucky and, you know, I feel like even, I mean, the third one, I don't, I can't say I enjoy that. But even when they're bad, I kind of enjoy them for the most part. So. Even right, stoked, even when they're
0: bad, you've still got Brad Dourif fucking ripping it up. Right. You know? Yeah. Even if <laughs> exactly. there's nothing else about a chapter to enjoy, you've still got him going,
1: <laughs>
0: you've still got that shit going on. Yeah. Um,
1: I also love bringing his daughter into yeah. the franchise as well. She's yep. in Cult of Chucky and yep. she's in, in this, she's in this show. Um, and I think that's kind of fun. That's yep. that's a very fun little family affair for me. This, I mean, this is saying something, this series clearly does something that makes it worthwhile for the people involved with it to stay on board too. Which Yes, is,
0: there's a re- there's know. a core kind of Chucky ensemble, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, He's still my beating heart, Jennifer Tilly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, lovely, lovely stuff. And I cannot wait. I cannot fucking wait for the show because it's going to be.
1: Definitely stoked on that. Mm. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What else do we have to talk about?
0: Uh... I have prepped and primed Owen for his appearance on Joe Ag in a few weeks time. He's well up for it. I know I've said this before uh, and I know I've said this maybe in two consecutive episodes, but I am actually going to do it this time. I'll put a poll up. I want you to vote on a movie for Owen to watch over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but that's going to be great. He's he's more than ready. He's going to sit down right next to me on this sofa and we're going to have a little talk to him about his experience of horror. It's going to be fun as fuck. Um,
1: yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be so much fun.
0: He has lots in common with Chucky himself.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Disarmingly cute.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: Will hurt you.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: and quite compelling to watch. I don't know.
1: Well, I'm maybe glad that I'll be watching from a distance then as this occurs uh but yes very stoked on that that'll be really exciting so keep an eye out for the poll tell us what we should have them watch i asked you the other day but you didn't uh answer did you guys watch the are you afraid of the dark series
0: no we did not that's the one that we've missed it's
1: definitely worth your time obviously i am an enormous fan of the original are you afraid of the dark series i mean absolutely love it. Rewatch it all the time, at least the first few seasons of it. Uh, But Nickelodeon came out with a series. It's got to be like three years ago now, Uh pre-pandemic stuff. (laughs) um, uh, A new version of it that's sort of a three-episode arc all connected to one another. It has Rafael Casal, who's one of my favorite actors, rappers, singers, all that stuff. Mm. Um, And it is great. And they're actually coming out with a new season, I think, sometime this month two. So, I'd recommend that one for What are we watching, talking like Y a horrors? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, Are You Afraid of the Dark was like a kids' horror series, but it was like genuinely like pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> and as a lot of those kinds of things were in the the 90s, you know, and so they brought back this one and it is genuinely very like spooky and eerie, um yes. but obviously, you know, uh muted enough that it's not going to there's not going to be a ton of blood and gore and all that. Cool. in it. So I recommend. Nice. Uh also don't forget to uh for Book Club pick up My Sister the Serial Killer by oyinkan Braithwaite. Uh and of course I recommend getting that from Gibson's bookstore or whatever your local bookstore is or from your library. We will read that Get to it sometime end of this month or beginning of next one, depending on how things are going. But uh, yeah, it should be a great read. Lots of people already read it and like it. So check that out. My Sister the Serial Killer, Oyen Khan, Brithwaite, a Nigerian woman, wrote this book. And it's apparently phenomenal. Cool. So check that out. Real nice. Also, to follow up, last week we did ask a question. Uh, We both sang songs, and we wanted to see... If people could finish them for us, and yeah. uh, to mixed results.
0: What would that. you call this as an experiment? Is this an experiment in kind of uh, mimetic, right, uh, transference of playground folklore? I don't know. What would you call it?
1: Yeah, something like that. Because I mean, yeah, that was kind of what we were looking at. I kind mm. of, I think I mentioned, you know, that I would do this with my students and see like how we would have the same playground yep. songs yep. despite growing up 3,000 miles and 20 years apart from each other, you it. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had put out there one starting with I hate you, you hate me. Uh, the way that I learned this as a kid in Greenfield, Massachusetts was let's team up and kill Barney. Uh, and then it goes on to a the rest of it having to do with murdering Barney in various ways cool. and so several people came up with something having to do with murdering Barney but their lyrics were all different so that was kind of fascinating so we were from different places we all had a song about killing Barney yeah to the same tune yeah but not all the same lyrics
0: well, that feels that's me like a success I, I I call this... yeah I
1: feel like that's successful
0: yeah huge success everybody <laughs> had some kind of version of that tune but with different lyrics right. great yep good stuff yep and uh, yours though no just Piss poor response on socials, right? (laughs) But one of our listeners reached out to me privately via WhatsApp and gave me exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, uh, From a school district quite close to mine in South Wales. Um, It wouldn't fly now, right? These lyrics wouldn't fly now. Oh, (laughs) boy. Because it's horrific. (laughs) But the, the feeder line was... My little pony, skinny and bony. And I've heard at least three different variations on the end into that tune. Laura, my darling wife, uh, who went to school in Oxfordshire, many miles away from South Wales, would finish that line with, uh, uh, sits in the stable, drinking Black Label. Right? Okay.
1: (laughs) Wow. I don't think children would have a sense of what Black Label meant here.
0: Oh, okay. I see. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I would also have uh, accepted uh, My Little Pony, Skinny and Bony Went to the circus, farted on purpose <laughs> Okay, yeah?
1: that's um, kind of cute
0: It is Well, what's less cute is uh, the, the, the one which was in my area of school And uh, clearly the one from our listener who responded Unfortunately, My Little Pony, Skinny and Bony Made out of plastic, walks like a sp-. Not great uh, yeah, It no, no. was the 80s
1: Interesting. Mm. Yes. Also, those were two out of three of those were like incredibly British.
0: Oh yeah, of course. What brings that particular uh, version to life for me is the wonderful juxtaposition of a My Little Pony uh, just sat alone drinking a tin. I love that. It's a lovely image. <laughs> I know.
1: Like uh, those are those are pretty adorable. Mm. Honestly, just like end of the day, just crack one <laughs> open, <laughs> relaxing.
0: Fuck. Yeah, just a t- <laughs> Maybe a cigarette as well. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's really delightful, actually. So I'm for that. Uh, <laughs> great. Anything else we have to address, good sir? Nah. <laughs> nah, we're good. <laughs> so listen, this week we got a DM from Ben, Ben Helms, of the Men of Low Moral Fiber podcast. Hi, Ben. Uh, who, hi, Ben, uh, who kick-started the idea of, for this week's topic. And what he sent was a news article from Medford, Oregon, that actually harkened back to a previous cold open we'd done about bodies in refrigerators and freezers. Mm. So just last Saturday, three men were arrested after the body of a 24-year-old man named Aaron Stitt was found inside of a refrigerator. Apparently, all three of the alleged perpetrators, Austin McLeod, Dylan McLeod, and Bryson Schofield, had worked for Pacific Oasis, Inc., Which is like a private forestry and firefighting.
0: Really briefly, Bryson Schofield is another one of those. Make up an American name, someone. Um, (laughs) Bryson Schofield? Yeah.
1: B R Y C E N. (laughs) It's very Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, so they all worked for this firefighting company at some point, not recently. Um, Austin was fired by the company in 2018 for violating their drug policy. Mm -hmm. And Bryson was charged with possession of meth in 2020. Okay. So apparently the trio invited Aaron Stitt over with the intention to rob him. They ended up killing him with either a hammer or wrench. And then, of course, tried to hide the body in the fridge. Yeah. As you do. Uh, But... What's most important about this is that in our conversation, Ben just made this offhanded comment about how there may be more crime in big cities, but there's more interesting crime in rural locations. And so that got me thinking about that. Because you do, like, you hear these really, like, weird stories from, like, little podunk locales, places like that. Whether it's, you know, the whole town coming together to kill Ken McElroy. Or... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the supposed Friday the 13th copycat murder in my hometown or just like super weird vandalism and robberies like small towns show up mm. when it comes to crime. So this is why I pitched just talking a little bit about some interesting rural crime stories and I know you immediately had one come to your mind.
0: Uh I did. I I <laughs> I almost rolled back on talking about it cuz I mean it's it's <laughs> it's exactly what you might expect. I mean, uh, I'm going to omit names and I'm going to omit areas and I'm going to omit everything. I'm going to omit how I heard about this. I'm going to omit everything, every identifying what? fact.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: Well, because it, because it was a live incident, right? Okay. Uh, and yeah, I, 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 I want no... <laughs> I want no potential for anyone to 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 uh, find themselves in an uncomfortable situation for me speaking of this. Okay,
1: so we're not talking about like something that was a big news story you're talking. No, we're not. We're talking about something very
0: provincial and very local. Um, Okay. so. Aside from being aside from Covid still being very popular in South Wales, what a lot of South Wales is known for is... Popular
1: is a weird way of putting it. Very that.
0: popular. Yeah. They're into it. Very
1: right? popular. All the kids are doing it.
0: It, in, these in, it never went away in South Wales. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So Still all the rich. But what is... What also categorizes a lot of South Wales is rural areas, farmland, mm-hmm. um, where you can, you, know, you can drive across very narrow country lanes through private property, through private land. A lot of uh, livestock and the story goes as it was relayed to me <clears throat> that very very late a police uh, uh yeah a car with two police was driving from one place to another was driving across the, the border of some farmland uh where something unusual caught their eye in the headlights uh whoa whoa, whoa what and they Hello. were forced to, you know they, they put the brakes and backed the car up and got out the car and Shone their torches into this field, a field surrounded by barbed wire housing livestock uh and in the beam of their torch, what is that That's ridiculous, no way they had found and 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 seen simply by chance as they drove past it a sheep yeah okay uh, uh, uh but a sheep that was wearing underwear ladies underwear it had ladies underwear on its hind quarters, pulled with its back <laughs> okay. legs pulled up uh. Deeply unusual. Deeply distressing. Yes. Um, yep. Upon further investigation. And I apologize. Oh no. I apologize for where this is going. But uh, obvious traces of semen.
1: Oh, come on.
0: Yeah. Uh, in, 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 the, in the clothing. Leading to awkward questions of the farm owner. And <laughs> a prosecution for bestiality on that particular farm.
1: You don't watch Letter Kenny, do you? No, I do not. His there's a running, it's a you know show about rural Canada, and there's a running gag about someone who fucked an o- ostrich. Okay. Uh, and then it's like you know this guy fucked an ostrich, and there's always one guy who goes allegedly, and then everyone <laughs> argues over whether you could fuck an ostrich alone or it would take at least two guys to fuck an ostrich. So this I as this story was going. All my brain was thinking was like could it do you need two guys to fuck a sheep?
0: Uh <laughs> well this guy in particular properly put some thought to be doing into it on his own. and got you know got dressed up looking real pretty before That's
1: that's an interesting detail. Yes. Like, very much so. I mean again right? this
0: might be another episode but you've reminded me earlier on this week um I came across something on Reddit where apparently there's a group of people. I don't know how big and I don't know how vociferously they're arguing for this. That are starting to claim that um, bestiality laws ought not to apply to dolphins because they're intelligent enough to consent.
1: They consent.
0: Yeah, they're up for it.
1: Good fucking luck. Like, sure. Oh, yeah, why not? Hmm. Take away the rules. But I don't know. if Sure. You go ahead and try it. That's
0: yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yikes But listen (laughs) That case aside Right Yes uh, My Kind of Look into rural crime In the UK Tells a a, a Pointedly different story To the one That I suspect You know You might be coming from I mean The lowest crime rate In all of England Is in North Yorkshire Very very rural Um, Mm -hmm. uh, 47.5 crimes Per thousand People Right Um. As I say, the lowest crime rate in England. the 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 amount of crime in rural areas is is you know obviously just by virtue of population alone is lower than urban. But right. you've got a lot of you've got a lot of isolated people, a lot of vulnerable people there. So it, you know what crime does occur in rural areas often has a greater impact. Oh yeah, you totally. know. Yep. Um. To, you're just gonna fuck off but the the main types of crime in rural areas right there's a there's a an organization in the uk called the uh do 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 the national rural crime network and they categorize okay. rural crime in the uk as coming in four main forms agricultural crime so nicking farm equipment yeah yeah makes uh sense. making off with someone's tractor you know <laughs> Mm-hmm. um Equine crime, so stealing horses, fucking, up, fucking around with stables, uh, livestock theft. Then you've got wildlife crime, so killing animals, poaching, stealing animals, that kind of thing. And finally, uh, heritage crime. Now that's described as any offence which harms the value of England's heritage assets. Stealing lead from church roofs. Okay. Knock, knocking over gravestones. Um, uh-huh. Spoiling uh, National Trust properties illegal metal detecting that kind of thing they are the main four types of crime you get in rural britain corrigan
1: i mean i imagine if i were to like if i were to look up an organization like that in america which i don't know if we have something that is a network like that yeah yeah. but that's probably pretty similar to what rural crime is like here i don't think that's that unusual for rural areas okay what do you expect of an american rurality
0: I, right, so let me paint you a picture in my head. The picture in my head of remote crime in the States. Probably a lot of methamphetamine production.
1: Hmm, okay.
0: Production and consumption and trade of methamphetamine. Sure. Uh, guns. A lot of gun crime.
1: I, not as much in rural locations. okay. Yeah, they. I mean, they have guns. That's just you know, they're less, less used in crime, in a rural
0: situation. Uh, and yeah, and then yeah, maybe those other pillars. Yeah, stealing, rustling, rustling livestock. Right.
1: <laughs> well, see the way that I On in meth. this situation, now I on meth you're totally right we do have a lot of of that in sort of rural and suburban but like rural areas and things like that a lot of meth related mm. things and everything and i actually didn't look now i kind of wish that we could have compared this way because i didn't look at it that way of like oh what are the most common crimes here i kind of did like i looked at just a bunch of interesting crimes to me well see that's the angle i started going ages. at it from i couldn't <laughs>
0: fucking find any
1: <laughs> well, let me tell you about, okay, please, about some, please. and I, I'll go way back. And I'm not just covering America here. So, for example, this is this is the darkest of the crimes mm. that I will approach here. Hook me up. So, in 1927, uh, there was a farmer by the name of Andrew Keogh, and I honestly cannot believe that this is not a story that all of us know because it is like insanity. Um, so. Andrew Kehoe went on a murderous rampage in Bath Township, Michigan. Why? Mm. Because someone beat him in an election for the Bath Township clerk. (laughs) Not even like the mayor or something like that. And he took that that personally. (laughs) And he took that personally. He was so outraged by the public humiliation of losing an election, he decided that the town would have to pay. Mm. And because... Andrew Kehoe was a special kind of narcissistic fuckface. He Mm. decided to take out his aggression primarily on the kids in the town. Andrew. Yes. So Kehoe's wife had chronic tuberculosis and spent a lot of time in and out of the hospital. Uh, On May 16th of 1927, she was discharged from the hospital. And sometime between the 16th and the 18th, he killed her, moved her body to Mm. one of their farm buildings, and then just blew up the house and farm. Oh, and then uh, it turned out over the course of several months, he'd also set up timed detonators on a grip of bombs in the basement and wings of the school on whose board he had previously served. Oh. So this is super premeditated. Yeah, yeah, this isn't yeah, just like, the you know, like, I'm so mad, I'm just gonna go and like shoot up a place or something yeah. like that. Like he spent months planning his revenge on this. In fact, it was said he stopped working on his farm for like a year And like neighbors thought he might kill himself. Like he's like, oh, he's like seems really depressed. Like he's not doing any of like the maintenance on the. Oh, but over that year he was he was. He had other things in mind. He was planning to murder all of them. Wow. Instead, yeah. So he set up all these bombs in this school, and around the same time he was blasting his own house to smithereens. Those were on like an alarm clock timer, and the explosions went off at Bath Consolidated School, killing mostly children between the ages of 7 to 12 years old. He also, while the, like, you know, rescue people were coming, the first responders were coming, he got into a struggle with the superintendent there, and he had a truck Mm. um, that had, like, all kinds of shrapnel bomb stuff in it, and he detonated the truck, killing himself along with the superintendent. Mm. So, all told, 45 people mostly kids were killed was quite a school and at least 56 injured in the bombings
0: you're right it feels as though he should be a far bigger name than he is we
1: should all know who this is andrew kehoe andrew kehoe yeah it's that's like an insane number of people Mm. to murder and like i've never heard about this before and it could have been much worse uh, when the like first responders came, they found another five hundred pounds of undetonated explosives in the south wing of the school, and the alarm on it had been set for the exact same time as the others. It just, for whatever reason, mm. didn't go off. And in the ultimate act of entitled white male douchebaggery, his last words were found scrawled on a fence on the farm. It said, "Criminals are made, not born."
0: Fuck off, Andrew.
1: Yeah. They made him murder all those people by not giving him a place on the town council.
0: Sounded like a dick.
1: Yeah. Sounds like a real asshole. He was apparently, like, incredibly smart and all this kind of stuff, and just Mm. one of those people who, like, thought he was entitled to everything. And if people, like, questioned him on stuff, he would fly off the handle. And, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: He would be an incel. Oh, 100%. He would have a manifesto of. Poorly written manifesto up on Reddit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As opposed to doped
0: on a fence post.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so fuck Andrew Kehoe. Um, he's a colossal dick.
0: Where was that this, That was 1927.
1: This was in Michigan. Bath that,
0: Township, uh, Michigan. Is still remote, or has it now been built up Is it a city now?
1: That's a good question. Since I've never heard of it, uh. I would say it's probably at least a small town still. I don't know if it's still a farm town or things like that, but... Yeah, I've never heard of Bath Township before. So
0: but this is a huge country, so and Michigan is a pretty large state. See, in, that's in why I th- that, uh, that's why in my head, at least, the kinds of remote crime that you would get, I would expect them to be more extreme than right. ours, simply because there's more. You can you you know there's deeper to go. There's yeah, more room to commit them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More space to surround yourself with. To insulate, It's a valid point. You know, to, to grow the crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's probably very
1: valid. And there's and I was trying to stay away from, you know, just like a whole bunch of very sad meth crimes and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if I were to de- delve into stuff like that, I mean, we've all seen Breaking Bad. Of course. You know, things can get really terrible like that. Um, but another uh, rural c- crime that I found came
0: from uh, Australia, actually. Wonderful. In a place called Nowangerup, Can Totally. Is... Listen, you could tell me anything over the next 15 minutes, right? And I would go, yep, <laughs> believe that, 100%. Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this was a, a baffling crime, uh, much like your panty sheep, um, <laughs> where a, a farmer by the name of Kevin Wise, uh, his daughter showed up on his farm one day and discovered the corpses of three sheep. And by the way, Australia is wild because I open up this article and there's just like a picture of this mutilated sheep on oh, the shit. in the article. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, so well, I guess that's what it looked like. Okay, um, so she discovered these these three sheep, sent photos for her, to her dad, and he looked at it and he was like, what? The lamb had been slaughtered, so it wasn't like you know a, a fox came by and like tore up their their lambs. It was mm-hmm. like no, someone had like taken the time to sit here and butcher it. And yeah. he looked at it and he was like, uh, like this would have taken like twenty minutes to sit and do. This isn't like a quick job. So someone had come in, killed these lambs, and then butchered butchered them right there and then left them on the lawn. As in kind so of also, eviscerated
0: them, opened them up, removed
1: Right, yeah, exactly. You know, like you would prep prep a lamb for, yeah, sure. you know, wherever you were gonna bring it next, processing a sheep uh and so you know they're like that's weird because also like they butchered the sheep but it's not like they took it to like go eat it or something like that it wasn't a theft they just left the sheep in the Mm. field uh over the next five weeks uh he and his family found the remains of another 10 dead lambs always in groups of four slaughtered and butchered in the same way fascinating yeah, and they have, they still have no idea why this happened. And he is looking, he's so baffled by this because he's like, I don't think, I don't think it's a targeting thing. He doesn't, he, he, like, no one was sending him a message or anything like that. He thinks that you can just see his sheep from the road. Mm. And so someone, he called them an opportunist, saw the sheep and were like, they're there. Let's do it.
0: I guess I'll slaughter them. What, never, never got, got brought to justice? No one answered no. for this? oh
1: no one answered for it. They just, you know, for a period of a few months, someone kept driving by, slaughtering their sheep, and leaving.
0: Now that that, that detail, that final detail is what, what makes that a, a case of interest to me. Right, had exactly. it Had it just been some tugger, you know what I mean? Fucking butchering yeah. sheep and having a wank and going home. All right, that's mundane. But right. the fact is, a, it could be out there now. It could even start up again, you know?
1: And it's Australia. Maybe this is happening somewhere else too, because Australia is like, vast. colossal. Yep. Maybe they're in some other town doing the exact same thing, and just nobody's made the connection. To me, that is someone sitting down and like butchering mm. these lambs, like just because they're there, and then just fucking off. Like
0: mm. it's
1: such a weird thing to me. Yeah, that
0: that yeah. speaks of a compulsion, doesn't it? That speaks of yeah. a, of a drive to do it.
1: Right. It's like. And I wonder if they're like a serial killer or yeah, something. Exactly. And this is like, like, they're like, I can't, I can't kill people. Yep. That's going to get me in yeah, trouble. Yeah, this is dexter shit. A moral you compass. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're, you know, so they're taking out what they want to do to people on these sheep. Like, lambs. Yeah. It's so weird. So weird. And if you see the, the picture too, it's like, yeah, it feels like a serial killer. Oh, sheep. I love
0: that. I think there's, there's something in that. There's definitely a movie or a, a TV show in that.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> someone who places their murderous impulses onto the local livestock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, but in or... equally gruesome ways to the yes. way that you would murder someone. Mm, nice. Yeah. But my favorite story comes out of Ireland. And Mark, I need your help with this one.
0: Any Anything, so, of course. Well, how can I help?
1: Uh, I'm going to read you part of the story, and then I'm going to send you a a little chunk <laughs> of dialogue from it. And I'm gonna need you ah, to see read that for where me. Where
0: this is going? All right.
1: Yes. I uh, think we'd I'd better fact, apologize
0: was... to anybody of an Irish <laughs> uh, persuasion <laughs> who might be listening. Are you ready to watch me completely vanish into the Irish dialect?
1: I'm very excited. Mark about Lewis it. is uh, about we... to
0: disappear completely. Mm-hmm. You won't even know. You were... it was like I was... like I was never here.
1: You are about to uh, become yeah. a man by the name of Kavanaugh. <laughs> uh, much like we heard you become Kyle on that's Twitter right. earlier That's right. Today. That's right,
0: that's right. Any accent, so, anytime, mate.
1: Any accent, anytime. So, this story comes from Carrick and Shore in County Tipperary, Ireland, where an animal breeder named Gary Dowley was assaulted by a farmer named Donald Cavanaugh, who harbored an eight year grudge against him over a pair of blind ferrets he claimed Dowley had sold him. <laughs> eight years. Over a pair of blind This
0: is my favorite.
1: <laughs> so the assault occurred. Everything about this is like, oh, it's beautiful. The assault occurred when Kavanaugh spotted Dowley, dropped the grocery bags he was carrying, and grabbed him by the throat while shouting, you caught me for a ferret. Which I don't know what that means, but it sounds accusatory. It does. Uh, and he threatened to punch him. Uh, this was not, though, by any means, the only time Dowley had dealt with Kavanaugh in this eight years. In a delightfully profane set of quotes one would only find in an Irish newspaper, (laughs) Dowley explained that for eight years he could hardly go out in public without Kavanaugh accosting him, quote, roaring and shouting at me and calling me a cunt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you cunt! (laughs)
1: dally on the other hand who was fined 300 euro for the yeah
0: i think i'm pretty confident that that's your first ever cunt on jack of all graves
1: i think it might be i think it is (laughs) mazel tov oh this is a big occasion it's a big moment for for american me because it sounds very wrong coming out of my mouth (laughs) <laughs> um, so Dowley was fined 300 euro for the attack And he protested And this is where I need you to come along I would like you to read his side of the story
0: okay. I was the fella who got fucking fined over the fucking thing And it's your man who done me He said I'm a fucking mad over what's after happening It's driving me around the fucking bend I don't mind giving the solicitor 150 euro But having to give your cunt 300 is driving me fucking wild when I came home with the ferrets, Jesus Christ almighty, I'll never forget as long as I live. I dropped the ferrets on the ditch and there was a hole here and a hole there. And Jesus Christ almighty, the poor ferrets didn't know where to go. The two of them were blind. I was after buying two ferrets at 30 euro apiece. They were supposed to be two grand ferrets. I didn't get to see them at all because it was him who put them in the box. It was when I came home and I said I'd go out and try the ferrets. And when I took them out of the box, I said, Jesus, they're very unusual. They had big red eyes on them. I only wanted them for catching a few rabbits or fellas with greyhounds. I went back and told him two ferrets were in bread. They couldn't see at all, but he said them ferrets were fine. I held on to the ferrets and they died. I never got me money back.
1: <laughs> Asked about the assault on February 1st, 2017. Kavanaugh laughed before going on.
0: <laughs> I was fierce savage because I was waiting so long, you see. I see him on and off and he's trying to avoid me. It was just a coincidence it was at the butcher's place. I caught him and I said, listen boy, you owe me for them fucking two ferrets.
1: Beautiful. I don't. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for that. I really think you brought that to life. And for the record, Dowling claims this literally never happened, and that he gave Kavanaugh one ferret for free, and it could see just fine. So
0: all right. See you (laughs) later, see you later, Mr. Kavanaugh. All right, Mark. Thank you very much, mate. I see you later, buddy. I'm back. (laughs)
1: Mark, it's so good to see you again.
0: Oh, he's <laughs> it's causing a
1: really nice Irish fellow who is in here. Causing
0: a bit of hella blue on the way up there.
1: Was, yeah, yep. Um, <laughs> so, yes, that is the story of the Irish ferret grudge of eight years. Very nice. <laughs> That's the kind of rural crime I'm talking about.
0: I love it. Colorful, uh, mm-hmm. disturbing, petty, yes. you know, mm-hmm. violent. Mm-hmm yes wonderful stuff perfect perfect joag material
1: beautiful anything else to add to the to the list mark
0: no other than we're about to wrap up our last ever remote or last
1: not remote last not
0: last ever fuck no you're not you know because <laughs> <laughs> because when i meet you i'm gonna record joag and then i'm gonna kill you <laughs> aren't <I? laughs> So I'm gonna do.
1: It did seem to be the implication. I'm gonna put you, that's the
0: the implication. I'm not gonna kill you, <laughs> but the implication. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Yes. Hit you with the Marco system.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so I will not be getting into your car.
0: But you are gonna be getting into my freezer.